0: Welcome to episode 745 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team welcome along to episode 745 of Iron Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. You need a new Challenge Wanaka t-shirt. How this old is this? Challenge.
1: This isn't a Challenge, this is a, this is a, ro- a, ro- a, ro- a Roth top. It says Wanaka. It says Wanaka. It was a Team <laughs> Challenge Wanaka when we went to Roth one year, or wrote, and it's got Team Kiwi on the back.
0: You need to go to one of our sponsors' websites and buy some new fashion, John, well, because how long have you had that for? You can tell you've had it for years. Where what year did we go? 2017? Twenty seventeen? You need to I go think. to the Legends Brain, John, because it's looking like it's from 2010 well,
1: funny you should say I've actually upgraded my attire for today Yeah, from it is slightly what, better than no, last no from week. what I was wearing this morning I got the another <laughs> okay. scolding on the home front <laughs> what I wore to the pool this morning <laughs> uh, so yes we do need to get uh, more legends brand gear
0: I guess I Talk is proudly brought to you by the legends brand and it's got John's got even in, here, in his own notes he's got learn to dress better than John <laughs> so, <laughs> and you can sports nutrition that gives you longer lasting energy without the spike and crash of sugar uh, Let's mention a few of our patrons as well, John. Robert Boom Boom Beelan. We've got Craig The Rock Nicholson.
1: And William The Treasure Chest Lockwood. In this
0: week's show, we've got some news. We've got a hot topic of the week. We've got an age group of the week. We're going to interview John.
1: We have Michael Dolst from the Super League Triathlon business. And we're going to be talking about uh, an upcoming purchase I've made and also just a General chit chat about Super League and where it's heading?
0: Uh, questions and answers. Wing over the week at the end, John. We had a few races over the weekend. We had uh, Herve,
1: Herve Bay. Not sure if it's Harvey Bay or Hervey Bay. Yep, in Austria. No,
0: even Australia. Oh, you got Oz. Oz. I took I that as Oz. You can see why I in Austria, can't you? Not really. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. so you Herve... go, when you go AUS for Oz? Yeah. We have Oz. Or O-Z. OZ, I mean. You don't go A-U-Z. Yeah, you do No, you don't. You go, Oz. Oh, you're yeah, going to write this in the notes. That's <laughs> Oz. That's how you go, Oz. I'm, do- I'm doing it in Google Notes. He sees it. Yeah. Or, I'm even typing this down, guys. Oz. You don't go A-U-Z. Yeah, well... I think the audience are agreeing with me right
1: here. Hervey Bay 100. The reason it's called 100 is because it's a 100-kilometre race. good idea. Uh, Two-kilometre swim, 80-kilometre bike, and 18-kilometre run. Uh, and it was supported by the PTO. And in terms of the results, we had Amelia Watkinson just crushing it again. So she's just dominating the that dojo. That girl is on fire. So what she won? She won, uh, she won the Ironman Cairns. And then they had a seventy point three that was on the Sunshine Coast, and both times I think she beat Sarah Crowley, and there was a few other decent females there as well. Uh, And this time around, she has crushed again. She went three hours thirty-four. She is a Kiwi, but she's based in Australia. Hey, she's a Kiwi. She's yep. And second was Barbara Rivera, so she had to beat a pretty handy athlete. She was a very good. ITU athlete and 70.3 athlete, beat her by seven minutes. And then Ali Salthouse was another three minutes back. So this was a good quality field on the female side. What on the boy side? Stephen McKerner took it out in three eighteen eighteen, 18 a couple of minutes in front of Simon Hearn and Caleb Noble in third. Tim Reid was back in uh, fifth place, got an asterisk next to him name. I don't know why. There's a couple of guys with asterisks next to their names. But anyway, that was uh, Hervey or Harvey Bay 100. in not in, in Austria not in Australia
0: in Australia Australia uh, Challenge to Taiwan which probably was the biggest race of the year really in we think of participation numbers uh, 5,200 athletes in participation in the event uh, no less than 550 starting in the long distance 1,700 in the middle distance and 3,000 in participating in all the shorter distances kids, races and so on making it the biggest triathlon of the year or well, one of the biggest it probably is the biggest what ones I'd had? say
1: it'd be one of the biggest in the world uh, regardless of the year um, so when you got 5,200 r- Roth is probably in that sort of region when you count all the team members and stuff. Well, and
0: when you count the kids' race, because they've, t- they've tacked on everything here. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, so rope would be bigger than that.
1: Um, but yeah, overall really big. And uh, they didn't have a pro race because of COVID, uh, but the winners of the long distance was won by Thomas Herman and on the females, Xiaoping Lu.
0: Uh, Super League have announced that they have established themselves in the US with the acquisition of the Malibu Triathlon. And we actually speak to Michael about this later on in the show. But uh, interesting move.
1: It is, so I I imagine, and we didn't ask Michael about this, so we'll have the classic Malibu Triathlon, which I think is Olympic distance, could be wrong there, Uh, apologies if I am. And then, you know, that's a cool thing what you do, You have all the age groupers racing in the morning, have some really great um, festival atmosphere, and then you put the Super League on, I don't know, midday or something like that, and then everybody can kick back after their race and and watch some good, fast action for around about an hour It is a cool idea, isn't it?
0: Because, you know, one of the cool things, Ironman's probably not so good because it's such a long day, but a cool thing in like a half or a marathon or, you know, a, a race that's around kind of three to five hours is that sitting around afterwards, and if they've got a good band, some good music, some good little food... Trucks and stuff around there. It's that camaraderie and it's just kind of cool experience. And then if you had the pros racing while you were there that would be a really cool day, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, well, I kind of used to do it a little bit with my tri-fest out in um, Pegasus. We yep. used to have an elite drafting race at the end. Oh, you did too, did And it worked really well. This year, we're changing venue, in the, week, uh, the weekend after next. Anyway, other news, um, New Zealand-based news as well. The PTO is supporting a race in New Zealand. I missed a beat here. I should have got my Oxman in. Uh, the Rotorua Suffer Half Triathlon. You did miss um, a beat, didn't you? Yeah, they've put 15 grand uh, forward for Kiwi pro athletes to be maybe, racing. Maybe it's not
0: too late. When your you race? Uh, it is in
1: less than one month's time. Have you got any pros? D- don't know. Not yet. No.
0: Oh, we'll come back. Sorry? I'll come back. I mean, we'll I'll come k- back. You'll come back. <laughs> I promise I wouldn't get places. No. Uh, I'm in Arizona. AZ is Arizona. Yes. Yeah, so there's a U in there. You, you can go AUZ and get Australia. Yeah. Oh, yep. so I, I would understand that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cancel.
1: AUS, when, when you have at the Olympics, I'm sure... No
0: way Jose Look it up While I'm doing the next part Olympic
1: symbol for Here we go Look it up When when you get like a swimming result And you've got uh, NZL Or USA Or GBR I reckon it's AUS Could be wrong But uh, let's wait and see Uh,
0: Yeah it is AUS Not AUZ Okay (laughs) You just proved yourself right there (laughs) Oh wow
1: But let's let's get with the 21st century. It's, it's, the, it's the American spelling of Australia. Because we go AUS and the Americans decide to do everything different. <laughs> they go AUZ. they bl-
0: blaming America. Oh, this is gold. I don't even need to do my search.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, po- in Polish news, we've got... Uh, oh, wait a second,
0: when was Arizona? Arizona was meant to be soon, wasn't it? It's
1: supposed to be this weekend. So very late cancellation. Only got cancelled yesterday, New Zealand. And COVID's time. the answer? Sorry? Covid's is the reason. COVID is the reason. So d- d- I d- did think... That's a late... That's really late. Yeah, but what's going off now? I'm surprised... I, I can't understand how they had in Florida, to be honest. Um, so I'm not surprised at all. And I would have been really surprised if it had gone ahead. So... Sympathies to all you guys that trained for it and uh, and it would have had been a good pro race. So right royal shitter, but <laughs> Right Royal Shitter yeah. <laughs> In more positive news. In Poland they are they going to have How the to first say that, John? Iron Distance Race? I've got absolutely no idea. G D Y N I A. I'm not even gonna try Denaia? to pronounce
0: it. Denaia? Maybe the G's silent? No idea. D I D
1: Y D. So they're gonna have an Ironman Man there. They've had a seventy point three there, for a few years and I remember Daniela Reef, I think, set Maybe the world's fastest time, it might, might not still be that, but uh, at the time she absolutely obliterated the course. So they had a 70.3 there, they're going to have an Ironman race. One thing I didn't know, um, so they, they they had signs of a high flying ambitions early on, right from the beginning, because in 2015 when they had the first race at, let's say it's uh, Dinia, according to Bevan, it uh, started off with a bang. Not with a status gun, but with an Ironman-branded airliner making a flyover of the swim course a mere seconds before the athlete set off for the race, race. race's original edition. That'd be pretty cool when you get an Ironman-branded plane fly overhead just before you're about to start. It doesn't say what size the plane was, actually. If it was like a little cut <laughs> part, maybe not so impressive. We, we, we did the Boulder
0: Bay Walk yesterday, on, on Friday, and uh, there were... Those little, the little ones that farmers use. Yeah. Really loud. Yeah. <laughs> <Whee! up>. Yeah. <laughs> if <that> <laughs> yeah.
1: And go. Oh shit. But um, if it was like an A380 or something, that would be pretty yeah, cool.
0: The, get the Prince of bloody. Who, the, who was the guy who? Um, Emirates. No, the guy who did the. Um, cone of the Year. Were there? And he his own like A380. Um. Azim, geez, I can't even. I can't remember. Can't remember his name. Yeah, but he, yeah, he had his own A three eighty. wouldn't that be nice to have enough money to have your own A three eighty?
1: So anyway, they're going to have an Iron Distance race in Poland, which is great, and then they're also going to have a new seventy point three in Warsaw, which becomes the third capital to host an Ironman event in twenty twenty one. So it's going to be held on June the sixth. Yep. Uh, Warsaw is cool place. So You've been been in? Been, yeah, I've been there. No, well, I've flown in there a lot of times and had a bit of a wander around a couple of times. Pretty cool.
0: Because you you used to go do your camps in Poland, not you? I did, you? Yeah, yeah, probably
1: did p- at least three, I'd say.
0: Probably three. Yeah, nice. Uh, coming up, this is a little bit early in the piece, but we are going to be talking about Challenge Daytona. It's happening on the 6th of December, and we'll see the world's top triathletes. You've got Alistair and Johnny Brownlee, you got Gomez, Vincent Louis, Kirsten, Christian Birmingfield, Lionel Sanders, Flora Duffy, Lisa Norden, Katie Severias, Nick Asperger, Anne Haag, and many more. Uh, no mention of Frodo at the stage.
1: I haven't seen his. his name. He must be racing because his name would be there. Exactly, and when you see all the, the images that PTR are producing, I haven't seen his name pop up. I've seen Keenley and, and Lucy Charles's pictures pop up there, and all these the top athletes are automatically qualified. And like I see Mike Phillips' name on the list, but I'm almost positive no, he, he wouldn't he, be going.
0: Uh, uh, if he was there, yeah, it's, it's Brownlee's. Frodo, you know, like the the, the prestige factor, he's not one of the first names that gets named.
1: Mm. So, pity. Uh, sorry, it's a pity, if it is here. a pity, but amazing field. And we're going to mention it every week from here on in because if let's just keep our bloody fingers crossed, that's going to happen. You'd think the pro race is going to go ahead, whether the age group race can go ahead because it is a really contained environment, it's in a speedway. You know, But the age group sort of thing, who knows, but uh, you hope like how the pro race is going to go ahead. Um, I did notice, uh, see that Flora Duffy had a bit of an injury, so hopefully she can make it and she's in top form, because I reckon she could definitely be a force in terms of uh, potentially winning it. There's also supposed to be 70.3 Texas this weekend, so will wait and see if that's going to happen. I had a good little pro field um, associated with
0: that, uh, yeah, and no Ironman Arizona this weekend. So uh, last week's discussion, John, I'm just pulling up here on Facebook, but the discussion was what have been the best comebacks in the endurance sport history. I uh, think a huge amount of answers here, but we've got a couple. So John, do you want to pull? You talk first.
1: Brendan John Murray says this is awesome from Brownlee, although not a true comeback. We've had two gold medalists take a hiatus and take two times second at the 70.3 world champs working his tooth at the full distance the bloke was never out of sorts then time to come, come then time to come and ripen for his third olympic opportunity and returns to, to focus to the short stuff he's going to his fourth olympics i think because he's yeah, no, that will be. meddled at two, and then the first one in Beijing, he it was young a young, young whippersnapper just onto the scene, so will be his fourth. Uh, the goat of, short, of the short game, still not an old fart, and he's not that old, but he's been around for a long time. Great to see him once again showing his aptitude on being the best. And this is kind of where this idea morphed from, was, you know, the... the I'm calling it a comeback from Brownlee and and we've got a post from Tim. No, I'll read
0: Tim's out. So Tim is, Tim is saying we're full of crap basically. He's got, this is a false and often repeated narrative about Alistair Brownlee. When did he look as if his, his short career was over? He was winning the World Series in 2017, won the Commonwealth Relay Silver in 2018, placed fourth in the Europeans, last year was European champion over standard distance and won a World Cup. This year he's continued to, uh, to uh, of his run of improved form. Yes, he's had injuries and in operations, but even before 2016, he was dealing with them and not racing consistently in the World Series. There has been a deliberate decision to mix up the distances, but just because he doesn't dominate like he did 10 years ago doesn't mean his short course career is ever over. Contrast with sparing races, just as sparingly on the ITU circuit, but because she has other commitments, such as raising a family, few claim her career is over and there is an expectation she'll return to the Olympics every four years.
1: Uh, I do get that. What, you, what Tim's saying there like, and most of the names we're going to mention there it wasn't like they went for a three or four year break and then came back yeah. but it's either their career for whatever reason it might be has had a fairly significant downturn and they're they're making their way back to the top and so I'd say Alistair Brownlee has not been whilst he's had some good results, yeah. no, we near from, as dominant. From, from
0: what, 2000? From, no, 2010?
1: From, well, no, from when did he win? Tw- well, London was 2012, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah, let's say, I, th- I think it was, tw- it was a year after Beijing, so it was t- 2019. 2009 you to tw- Yeah, t- 2009 through to 2016. Yeah, he, I don't was, know what he was his unbreakable, winning, wasn't he? I don't know what his winning ratio was, but it's it's above 90% and it's very close to 100. Uh, he maybe got beaten in a couple of Sprint distances, but I I reckon I'll go on a limb. I'd be surprised if he got beaten in one single Olympic distance race uh, during that period. Uh, So, that is going out on a limb,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, we (laughs) know, but that's how good he was. The fact you can even make that statement, you might not quite be correct, but it's pretty, pretty true.
1: Whereas now he's, he's and let's be honest, if you
0: had asked anybody in March, do you think you'd get a medal in the Olympics? Mm. No one was going to pick him. No. You know, they might have said, oh, if, you know, he's got the pedigree. Hmm. Whereas now it's looking like, you know, there's local latest, latest results. You kind of go, well, maybe next year. But Tim's point is true. He has had injuries, and that's mainly hmm. the cause. So interesting stuff.
1: Paul Fields says, and we did expand this out to. Um you know, endurance. Well, practice. this is fascinating, actually. Tommy Hughes ran a 2.13 marathon in 1992, then competed in the Olympics. Nobody's heard of him for years after, and he apparently apparently battled drink and depression. Then he set the marathon world record for a 59-year-old at a 2.27, and a 69-year-old with a 2.30, and a half marathon as a 60-year-old of 71
0: minutes. So That's the was a guy we were actually talking about on the show last week, and interestingly, I said, I bet you didn't start running till later in life. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it was like, You know, but he did have a big break. So he was obviously high pedigree as a young man. Kind of fell away from it for a long time, and then got back into it and um, just. But that's I still can't get over that. Two thirty at sixty. It's great. That is absolutely fantastic. John Weir has got Dave Scott finishing second corner at forty, right? And uh, didn't he have a good finish a few years later? Now that I think the problem with this is it doesn't seem as impressive today as what it did back then, because forty in in the early nineties. Was an old man in the sport. Mm. You know what I mean? There weren't 40 year olds competing at that level. There was it was a real outlier moment. Whereas as nowadays, Crowy was he wasn't quite 40, but you know, his best performance was probably about 38. Yeah. Um, you know, so with the science and the understanding the technology, we we are seeing long, longer careers in the sport. But Dave's gone at 40 when he got second.
1: I'll oh, I'll come back to that later on. Because that was phenomenal. And. Mm. Uh, ne- uh... Brian Lafleur, shout out to Scott Goodfellow, an athlete he's helping get back to an Ironman finishing line. In 20, 2009, he was on the NBC coverage, passed out on the side of the road, not quitting and letting the medical team pull him off the course. He came up, got up, and made it to the finish line under the cutoff. Which is Swan's got,
0: got yeah, Lance Armstrong, supposedly coming back drugs free in 2009 for Astina. And to win the Tour de France, yeah. <laughs>
1: won't even go there. Uh, he's also got Hamish Carter coming back to crush everyone in Athens that in two thousand and four. So that was because was well, that wasn't a comeback either. That were, again, um, he wasn't in as necessarily in his well. No, he wasn't as prime because he won a gold medal. Um, but, but, but coming like up to, disappointment. The,
0: to that race, how well had it been going the kind of eighteen months before him? Pretty good. Okay, pretty good. So okay. he was definitely someone who you would have picked as a contender. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. You, you would have put well, you would have said, yes, but he needs to have a good day. Mm. Okay. Mm. okay. There was
1: others you'd probably put
0: it in front of him for that race. Brian Lefeu has got Simon Whitfield coming back second time in Beijing. Uh, Beijing. Beijing, sorry. Um, first to come back was a uh, disappointing finish in Athens, and then a strong comeback in the final K to bridge up to the goal, uh, Frodo, Gomez and Doherty, then having the legs to lay the sprint down and beat all of them except Frodo. Um, the commentary is gold.
1: Yeah, so that was impressive. Simon Whitfield won in two thousand the Olympic Games triathlon, first ever. Um, didn't do particularly well in Athens, and then in Beijing he made a comeback and and a good comeback in this race as well as as, as Brian says he got dropped from the group and came back and uh, and it was a four way or sort of a four to five way sprint towards the end, and he got second place. So good on him.
0: That is pretty awesome, mate. Because to bridge up, you kill yourself, don't you? Oh yeah. You know, and then and so you think you would have blown up your sprint. Mm. you know that's a really good effort Uh, Neil Hastings just got Gomez come back into ITU from the long course was worth mentioning very competitive despite being written off by slow twitch by many
1: and most of the ones I had have have been mentioned so Brownlee his comeback has been uh, now this is not just in a race this is in a new career in your career yep so Brownlee's been impressive and I agree with the the last comment you had there with Gomez because like Brownlee he went long course and he's come back and he's actually taken his ITU level up a couple of notches from what what he did when before he went to um, Long Course, so he had an amazing early career where he was winning loads and loads, and then he got a little bit overshadowed by the Brownleys, um, and then he sort of just started to fade a bit. Yeah, and you're thinking went long. Okay, he's on the no, this is before he went long. He was just on a little bit oh, of okay. a slide. The young guns were coming through, and you're thinking, ah, oh, he's pretty much over. Good time to go long. Went long. Obviously, didn't like it that much, and then came back and and he's got taken it up a level, and especially his running, it's um, it's next level stuff. But I've got to give it on the male side of things to Dave Scott because that second place in '94, yes, he was forty, so that's impressive. But it was also five years after previously racing Ironman, so he went. Uh, yeah, to- so that was five years after. Yeah, so well, did he quit
0: after '89?
1: Well, '89 was the Iron War, yeah. and then he came back and got second in '94. Don't know exactly what he did for that five years, but he did not do Kona in that period. He's the kind of guy who's always probably training a million miles a week, so yeah. he's probably training intensively. I don't know if he did much other racing, but he didn't do Kona and then come well, back. Well, that, that's to the 40. best example of it, isn't it? Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Any um, females? Well. I kind of Nicholas Spurge has been mentioned. You know, she's had children and come back. And well, she there's just, a lot of that, I suppose. And she and 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 Erin Baker kind of falls into that uh, that realm as well. She had children, came back, and was winning at the top. So those are probably my two. Um, not necessarily that they retired but uh, had children, had sustained breaks and were able to come back and and still be at an extremely high level. Peter Mills had one other one that emailed through to me, um, a couple of points. Uh, I mentioned last week that the GB team have already named their females and they've named one of the males but I didn't realise uh, that currently Team GB have only actually qualified two males because oh. Yee is outside the top 30 and Alistair Brownley is not in the top 50. That's probably changed uh, or changing fairly quickly as Alistair When, when does it cut off? It's probably
0: in May, I'd imagine. Okay, so they've got time to get two in.
1: Yeah, so they've got to try to get their their quota up to getting three. And even if they get three... Then you've still got a dilemma: who that third person is, um, whether you go for Brownlee or you go for Yi, and then whether you go, or you go for both of them, or whether you go for a support person. So that was one. He also said a really great comeback uh, it has to be Greg Lamond who came I back. Guess,
0: so I don't know this. Tell me about
1: this. Oh, so he won. He won Tour de France twice after being shot. He his book's quite a good book. Well, what do you mean? Got shot? What happened? He got shot, like shot in the ass with a with a uh, with a shotgun. Who? Am I. Uh, I th- it was either I think it was his brother-in-law. I think. An accident. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a real outdoors character, yeah. and uh, they're out shooting. And I can't remember the exact story of how it happened, but he got shot in his butt. And it was pretty serious. Like, uh, really? yeah, because like, they're out well, in the butt's middle of nowhere. But that's pretty important way. for a cyclist. It is. Yeah. And when you get shot by a shotgun, not that I've ever experienced it myself, um, but, you know, you've got all those pellets that just, yeah. so it's not just like one bullet going in. And I, I think he's still got pellets that are, you know, in his body somewhere. Does so for book, him to come back and, wh- and How and recent tour.
0: is his book? Like uh, does it
1: address the Lance Fairly stuff? old. No, I oh. don't think so. Because Lance was a real prick to him, wasn't he? Oh, hell yeah. 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 Uh, and how, many, how many did he win all together? Greg LeMond, Maybe three. Okay. Um, maybe more, I'm not quite sure. But he will go down as the most famous ever for, from the time trial. If you've ever about it. The final stage time trial. This than the final stage of stage of Tour little bit of was pretty good Well this year's. Yeah, but this was different because this was the final stage. Now these days, the final stage is just a oh, okay. procession into Paris. Yep, yep. This was a time trial in Paris, and he was the first guy to ever use tri-bars, aero-bars. Yep. And the other guy, the French guy, Laurent Fignon, decided not to use aero-bars or didn't have any, and he just thought he was going to win it. And Le Mans beat him, I'm not sure if it was one second, but it was, uh, oh, really? within, it was one, two or three seconds, something yeah. like that. And he had a, it was only a. Six, I think it was a 10 mile 16k time trial something like that yeah. I could have my foot fixed strong here uh, you're telling a good story keep going but he won by a matter of seconds and he had to make up again I think it might have been like 30 seconds like it was a big amount yeah. uh, and he did it
0: wow
1: it might have even been more than so that so why actually. did they
0: stop doing why did the last stage become a joke not a joke it's a celebration but why did that happen
1: I don't know I don't know the exact reason for it because
0: that's an exciting way to finish in Paris mm, yeah you know
1: yeah, but often by that stage, the tour is normally over, so yeah, then it's okay. maybe not so exciting. Okay. Uh, and he also said a great comeback would be Dave Waddle, who I've never heard of, in the 1972 800-metre Olympic final. Google it, it's incredible. I
0: will Google it, but I haven't done that yet. Okay, this week's discussion is, which triathletes should have quit in their prime but kept going and lost their aura? It's an interesting one. So again, which triathletes quit in their, should have quit in their prime keep going and lost their aura Mm. I want to talk about this right now but we're not we're going to do that next week and you guys can do it and Greg Land sent through a couple good ones we'll do over the next few shows as well John let's talk about a sponsor
1: the Legends brand brand. so guys you heard about it last week Um, so we're excited to have a new sponsor on board the Legends brand Uh, they're all over social media so go and check them out Uh, so it's a collection of a variety of different apparel um, but it's great they feature all different sort of performance technology um, and materials you'd expect but also they've got the flexibility to customize with a ton of options with color inseam length and uh, optional built-in liners into their shorts and so on uh, they've got some big investors um, for you guys in American sports Baker Mayfield Matt Barnes Steve Nash and uh, Quavo from the Migos oh, really? uh, so is Migos probably base, baseball I'm pretty sure I'd imagine I don't know but I'm, um, I know Steve Nash and, and yeah, basketball coach. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so the Legends brand now offers. Floyd Mayweather wearing it, John. Floyd Mayweather was wearing it. Money Mayweather. He's no, Baker it. Mayfield, not Floyd Mayweather. No,
0: no, no,
1: here is Floyd Mayweather. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh his podcast Partner, The Legends Brand, is offering you listeners a chance to get their shorts or anything else to the collection. Go to thelegendsbrand.com slash imtalk. Use promo code IMT20 to get 20% off. So that's legendsbrand.com slash IMT, and the promo code is IMT20. It's only for our American and North American listeners, so get on it and get yourself looking stylish, unlike me. They've
0: got they've got a, you know, you're wearing a, what do you call that, polo? Polo. They've got a polo here for John. The Scout lot, Polo. Just, it's lots of casual. They've got the rounded bottom t shirt. I like the rounded bottom t shirt. You know? what the kids are doing nowadays. Right. I've got a few myself, and they've mm-hmm. got that happening, which is good. They've got uh, hoodies, John. I love a hoodie. You do? Go so I love a hoodie. I live in a hoodie. And they, the hoodies are nice. Yep, they're really cool. And they've got a little badge to the side, not too big. You know, so I don't want big, bright, you know, young people with your if you have Someone that
1: struggles with fashion, a little bit like me, the thing is you go onto these websites and. You just can pretty much buy anything and you're probably going to look pretty cool. Well,
0: the nice thing it is is, it is actually just beautiful, simple design. Mm. You know, and so you just, you real simple colors, simple, you know, but, but in a really kind of smart way. So check it out, thelegendsbrand.com. And as John was saying, there is a discount. If you enter the discount code talk 20 no, IMT20. Oh, sorry, IMT20, you get 20% off your next purchase. So go to slash IMT. And there's a link in this week's show notes for that. So you can make sure you go to click on that link so they know you came from us. And even, uh, yeah, and check it out and put gonna code. Speaking of fashion, Bevan, what is it with the kids these days? What's happened?
1: Yeah, so I was at the races on Wait Saturday we can probably Wait talk about that the later The guy on. who
0: we've been giving shit over the last couple of weeks. I'm dishing
1: out fashion advice. Okay, here we go, here we go. Firstly, are we, uh, in, in a couple of years, are we all going to end up with mullets to start with? Well, look, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, I I'm working tell. on it. But the, the pants that are like flipping halfway up your calf Oh, and muscles. no socks? No socks. And then the tight pants that are halfway up. It's like, Material, just you're missing a bit of material, John, yeah, mate. I've bought some recently. You're yeah. killing. <laughs> no. I am not. If you wear them, anywhere with me. I'm just dis, <laughs> not disowning you, but I'm distancing myself from the, you. The
0: tape, the, the, oh, the tape. Do you mean the tapered, or do you mean the ones that like no, cut dude. off? Shh, cut off. Yeah, John, you got to, John. I'm well, not getting with that you're program. You're not the person who's meant to be judging fashion. <laughs> <I will laughs> I'm know. pretty sure nobody at the races. went, Wow, look at that guy's cool fashion. I think they had a nice shirt on. Did you go? Did you go? Uh, um, did you go on the best dress? No. <laughs> anyway. What about the girls? Because my concern is girls just don't wear enough nowadays.
1: I won't say what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, uh, oh, I think the Instagram generation have encouraged a level of dress wear. There's, there's beautiful, beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, dresses, but some girls are wearing stuff and you think, It was a hot day. Put some clothes on, young lady. Mm. Um, okay, John, let's do... Oh, that's hey. the Legends brand, by the way, .com, slash IMT. Age, age Group of the, of the Week. A good old Patrick Walkington sent through Roger Foreshaw, and he's got here, yeah, sorry, guys. for Foreshaw? Uh, forsham Forsham. Sure. Four. for sure. Geez, I have stopped correcting you today, haven't I? Well, I'm not that good with names, let's be honest, but it's, it's for sure, it's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. <Christ. laughs> uh, he's given us two Age Group nominations, but he's just got... Um, In disappointment of the cancellation of his Ironman race and his first ever Ironman race, Roger, one of the athletes I coached, decided that it would be a good idea to go out and complete a full iron distance on his own in the UK in November. Joe, Roger bravely braved 10.5 degrees Celsius water. That's insane. That is, because I remember 13 was being cold. That
1: is mental. 10.5 Celsius is
0: absolutely arctic. For one hour and 16 minutes. That's pretty, and by yourself. Yeah. You know, there's no drafting and that happening. After <laughs> defrosting his girlfriend's car, he hopped on his bike, completed a seven-hour, 15-minute bike, and went to complete a full-distance run in just over four hours and a half. It's a challenging enough to finish your first race with the incentive of a medal, feed stations, crowd support, and finish line to cross, but to do it on your own... What a legend I'm going to put here What a bloody legend John That's right Well done Roger. I was just calling him Roger not Roger <laughs> rog. <laughs> Well Ro- done Roger.
1: Rog. For sure For sure He smashed sh- it yeah, it's, That's impressive To go and do an iron distance race All by yourself In challenging conditions Really and cool well, At least way. the, the swimmers Sound bloody challenging So Or even the rest of it Because it is oh. a solo mission Yeah
0: You know as you're Very saying difficult. In the last part of an Ironman When you're dying You've got the crowd mm. It does give you something Doesn't it
1: So Roger for sure You are our age group of the the week week.
0: and uh yeah we actually talk about Patrick maybe later on yes uh John we're gonna interview
1: we have Michael Dolce from Super League here he comes okay guys you would have heard earlier in the show um Super League has made a little expansion with the purchase of the Malibu Triathlon we've got Michael Dolce the co-founder and CEO of Super League um Triathlon on the show um happy to have him here because uh, we're big lovers of the Super League format we've seen develop over the last few years so welcome along to the show Michael
2: Thank you, uh, great. Thank you for having me. So, t- tell us a bit of your
1: background, because you know Mac is usually the, the the face of Super League, and and you've got the the other commentators there who do a fantastic job. Um, but I've seen you wandering around in the background um, from time to time. But you sounds like you're the more of the the organisers. So maybe tell us a bit of your your background before you got into Super League. Uh,
2: yeah, wandering around in the background. That's exactly what I've been doing. No, uh, <laughs> Uh, I- indeed, my my background is more a, a business background. I'm I'm by no means an athlete like like, like Mecca, but uh, yeah, I I studied economics, business economics, and worked in in, in bigger corporates in Asia, uh, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s, um, but always passionate about about triathlon. Uh, I'm from Belgium originally, and. As you well know, the first European uh, to win Kona Hawaii was Luc Van Lierde in 1996. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Belgium being very much in love with endurance sports, predominantly cycling, of course, quickly jumped on triathlon. And actually, triathlon is a, is, is is quite a big sport in Belgium. So, from that time, mid 90s, I was participating in some triathlons at home. But then, okay, business business life took over, and yeah, post. First ten years in, in working in China and in big corporates uh, wanted to go back to the sport and, and kind of took a sabbatical and, and just raced uh, as, as an age grouper for uh, about a year. Actually, the uh, Challenge Wanaka uh, was oh, my nice. first long distance race, so that was a, that was a great experience. I qualified for Kona and all of that. So and in the meantime, while while doing all this training and racing. Uh, started organizing some races, and actually through Challenge Wanaka came in contact with um, um, Felix Wallströmer, and uh, started organizing Challenge events in Asia. Got the license for uh, for Greater China, and, and started an event called Challenge Taiwan, which to date is still the I think one of the biggest Challenge races there. I think they have over sixteen. Uh, 6,000 athletes now so that was kind of how I got into the the business side of triathlon and through challenge I met Mecca and well and since then we've kind of been doing stuff together What
0: was it? Well, looking to this year in particular 2020 has obviously been a strange year But what was the plan for Super League this year? Because it seemed like this year was going to be a step up for you guys uh,
2: Indeed indeed uh, this year uh, like I'd like to think first phase of Super League was proving the concept, getting the people engaged, do, uh, doing a couple of races, and 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 showing that that they continue to be cool and fun to watch and engaging from uh, engaging spectators, right? And then for 2020, uh, obviously we had big plans for post Olympics and anticipating those big plans, we've actually migrated our head offices from Singapore to London, build out a bigger team, and yeah, we wanted to set up a, a bigger race series european focused because we've we've learned that yeah the, the pro racing um yeah in europe gets a lot of attention gets a lot of support also uh, people are mo- just generally more engaged in it right so uh, we wanted to build out more events uh, focused in europe but then obviously covid-19 happens um so yeah we had to we had to think up our feet and 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 pivot a little bit
1: I'm not sure if the Arena Games was originally part of your 2020 plan, um, but is that something we can expect to see going forward? You know, let, let's assume 2021 hopefully goes back to some sort of normality. Um, but is that something that's sort of in your plan moving forward? Uh, uh,
2: definitely. And actually, the, uh, the idea of the Arena Games came before uh Covid, uh, because I was in, in in a conference in in Glasgow, and uh, uh, Zwift was actually presenting what they're doing with the UCI and, and their indoor events, etc. And, and and at that point, I said, well, this is actually something very cool for triathlon also, and and Super League as an innovator, we should be the first one to bring that. It was more of a conceptual idea rather than something very specific. But then when Covid hit, yeah, we quickly. I started liaising with Drift with and see how we how we could make something happen, and, uh, and that's how, how that's how the Arena Games and ultimately came together. And indeed, I, I, yeah, I, frankly speaking, there was a little bit of doubt. Uh, I kind of spoke to Alistair Brownlee the Vincent Louis of this world, to to get their feedback on the idea of of the Arena Games, and all of them were like, oh, "It sounds a bit gimmicky. Maybe not a hundred percent the greatest thing for the sport." Uh, but yeah. And all fans, and afterwards, uh, actually, Alistair said, "Well, this was actually great. I actually watched the whole the whole thing, and I was super entertained by it. Uh, this this was fantastic. And I think uh, that that's uh, I want to take it further like that. i want I don't see it as part of, of of the championship series, but as individual events, maybe in the beginning of the year, uh and and you can do it in, you can do it at any season really mm-hmm. um i think it has great value has a great entertainment and and yeah people the reactions were great so i definitely want to continue it so
1: we know you had some huge challenges, you know, making sure the technology worked and it seemed to, I know you just got there, just things like iPads turning up and making sure everything was connected <laughs> between the races. So what what are the key things you learned out of um, the arena games? And, and, you know, if you had your time again to, to replay that event, would there be much that you'd change?
2: Um, well, I, I, I think the the technology the technology will continue to improve and and Zwift is committed to to improve and 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 make it easier for event organizers to actually do events on on Zwift, right originally it was obviously built as a platform for individuals to race so indeed the complexity comes with with having ten people racing at the same time in the same venue that's that's not what it's been set up for right and indeed that Bluetooth, Bluetooth connectivity is problematic but that there's I mean we now know how to do it. we have the protocols in place, et cetera so it's we can easily repeat that and in the meantime, Zwift is kind of contributing and growing the technology so i think that's that is that is that will develop by itself i'm I'm more looking at the racing uh, how can we how can we grow that right and from a racing experience for professionals i for example we see that the draft on the bike was was overcome. it was was too much, right so it made it made for the the bike. it took the bike out of the race to a certain extent, right? so there's there's little things like that where we can create make the racing more exciting by adjusting the parameters uh, as such. I think everything else worked worked very, very well. And the other thing that we, we obviously always like to push is, is the immersive feeling for the people at home. This is a spectator sport, right? And this, uh, Later, uh, post-COVID, we'll be able to do it in stadiums full of people. But for the moment, it's a, it's a spectator for, uh, experience for people at home. So we want to get more access to data, show more data, and, and really bring the pain and the suffering <laughs> through the camera lens to the people at home, right? So that's also where I see there's still a lot of, of room for improvement.
0: You you, um, you mentioned that you've discovered that at this stage, at least, your biggest market seems to be the European market, at least you know to, to the captive audience. Uh, but recently, you bought the Malibu Triathlon purchase. So, what, what what was your thinking behind that, and what are the plans
2: for the American audience? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, ov- obviously, I mean, the Amer- America is obviously in terms of participation the biggest market in triathlon because it's a huge market as such, right? But I uh, m- my my kind of desktop research and my personal opinion is that uh, that America is very much engaged as a participation sport, whereas the Euro- European different European countries I'm talking France, Germany, UK, uh, it's it's more established or it's now more established as a professional sport. Back in the days, people talked about Dave Scott and Mark Allen, but for the moment, that's kind of died out a little bit, and it's much more. Uh, focused on 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 participation, but I think with what we are offering, being so entertainment focused, there's a uh, we have a massive potential to kind of shift the tide, right, and and and, and change that and bring bring back the popularity of professional racing uh, to uh, to the US, to the to, to the US fan base, to the US participants, right, and um, yeah, so that's that's kind that's the aspiration. So I think we want to grow out of uh, of Europe. Where we have where there's a fundamental existing interest in the sports and in the sport as a professional sport for spectators and and then jump into the us where we see obviously bigger potential just by the size of the market as such right and to do that well there's obviously two options one we we can go in and and start an event from the ground up um but yeah that would take time and 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 obviously we need to build a team then et etc so yeah we i think we were Fortunate and 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 uh, to to strike a deal with 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 Motive and and to agree with with um, with Michael Epstein who's run the event for 34 years right to get a really experienced team an event with 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 a fantastic background a fantastic name um, that that is existing the market that has consistently overall this year has, has a great reputation that is in a yeah, that's in a hotspot for triathlon and it is already aligned with many of the the things that. That we at super league also see as important right it has it has a great offering for beginners it has a great offer offering for entertainment for corporates etc etc right so there's a lot of building blocks that basically help us jumpstart this this move into the us
1: so i know it's this might be a really hard question to to answer fully but in terms of your plans for 2021 you know um how far through the the planning process are you in terms of where we're going to see Super League racing? And we know it's all COVID dependent, but assuming you can um, have your plan, what 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 is it going to look like?
2: Well, we've we've made so many plans this year. <laughs> <laughs> Spend a year making plans. Uh, um, no, but but yeah, we ultimately. I'm quite optimistic and, and looking at and closely following these news on the vaccines, now a second vaccine with a high success rate, I'm actually increasingly optimistic that we'll be able to pull off uh, our most positive plan. And our most positive plan would be to have a, a couple of arena games early in the year, so well well before the Olympics, um, and then run run a, yeah, a five-event championship series uh, post, post-Olympics. Uh, and yeah, and that's pretty much the vision how we, how I want to see it for the for the foreseeable future. Is to have arena games early in the year. Um, I think it it grows. It's it's a great thing for the athletes to jump on one and 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 do some some speed racing, some very intensive but short racing, um, and then pick it up and have League kind of close off the season um, with a five six event series over a period of. Eight weeks, so a small period of time, but then back-to-back weekends. So yeah, people know it's like the Super Bowl. You dial in, and you know, okay, Super League is happening, and every weekend some action will be. You'll see some action, and you'll see uh, people competing for the overall prize purse, and and yeah, different people winning races, etc. Right? So,
0: yeah. You know the business model. Looking at Super League, at least from the outside, it looks like that you're trying to get into that mainstream media, TV kind of. A distribution model uh, and that seems to be where the money is in sport in general so you've made a product that's really appealing to that market at this up to this point in time and I know this year has made it more challenging how successful have you guys been at getting on the mainstream media or getting into those media outlets and and getting the feedback that's encouraging that means you can build something for the future um it's
2: it's a it's a good question obviously it was it's a it's a it's a massive challenge right mm. to take a sport that has actually grown into becoming predominantly a participation sport that lives off entry fees. and now you're saying well this is this is now a spectator sport, right? Mm. But I mean frankly speaking, we've outperformed any expectations in terms of growth on social media. The feedback from the broadcasters that we work with has also has also been unanimously positive. We see some some rise fees being paid for for the content. Um, we see more and more corporates being engaged Uh, some of our one of the events i'm very proud of is is the event in jersey where there's we have a great community engagement but there's also we also build the sport to become kind of a a place where business is done a lot of a, a, a place where business is done this is for me a massive opportunity everybody always says the sport of triathlon is the new golf right but it's actually not because golf you go to network and meet people and and actually build business relationships, right? Mm. You have indeed. You have a very interesting demographic that that does triathlon, but they all go to the individual bike rack. They race their guts off, right? On uh, and, and then they leave. There, there is no, there is no business being done, right? So, and I think that's where outside of the t- traditional sponsorship and alignment with media rights and television that's where super league has a, as a great opportunity because we can be I and mean, we we we're doing it in jersey a place where business is done where hospi- where people are enjoying the sport but as a team as a group right and and, and networking inviting clients inviting inviting uh, associates right to to talk about the business and and and, and in a very different setting so yeah for me, indeed, there, we have we have seen some great success over the over the the last three years, and we've really uh, outperformed these expectations. And now, okay, 2020 was supposed to do it, but for 2021, we are very committed to still that same plan and moving to those venues where we can build on these principles of creating a sport that is right for the spectators in the places where it's right, where the market is right, and then and then also, but also growing this. This aspect of becoming a B two B platform, where where people, where clients are being entertained, where people come for networking, etc., right, and then enjoy it around the sport of triathlon, which has that endemically good demographic that 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 we all know it has. Mm
1: Just need to get Gordon Ramsay along, and you'll be you'll be fine. Um, well,
2: exactly, exactly. Um, I'm no, Let's shout out. Yeah,
1: um, I'm not sure if you can comment on the guy, one of the guys who's sort of backing this this the Super League financially and and his involvement. So the guys, I'm not, I'm going to pronounce his surname incorrectly, but Leonard... Um, Boglowski, now he actually turned up on one of my camps that I had in Kona one year and joined us for a few sessions and saw this Russian guy and he came along and he was good value and then next thing I see Super League kicks off and, and he's in the background and, and helping make it happen so um, can you maybe just explain his, his sort of role and, and how, how much of an influence he has been in the in the setup of Super League
2: yeah, Well yeah, he's obviously he but well, he discovered, it's a good story, because he discovered uh, triathlon actually bo- motivated by Mecca's book. Uh, um, and, and then he did his uh, he, did, he did his first triathlon indoors in a gym at the age of, of 60. Oh, wow. uh, so very late in his life and fell fell in love with the sport, right? And he's obviously a successful businessman, has done many things in, in his life. Uh, but yeah, he, he's keen to leave a legacy in the sports he loves, right? And through Mecca, we came in touch. Um, and we started discussing the landscape of the sport, et cetera. And, and he really believes in this idea. And I, I, I think since then, he's really been very involved. Uh, he's obviously an investor in many businesses, but he's been very involved in, in Super League. He calls himself and he is a co-founder. I mean, I, I use him as a sounding board for many of the ideas, for many of the business strategies we have. Um, and 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 that's how we have, have have grown the business and how he has also been a, a very important part of this, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, he's not—he's not the only investor. Since then, we have grown. We have—we have more investors on board, but he's still our our lead investor. And I would say, as a as a co-founder, he's—he's he's one that, yeah, that kind of mentors me through the through the business and, and, and investor landscape.
0: Well, just with the races moving forward, you know, you, you do seem to have to work around the IC, I, um the ITU, ITU yeah, Uh The calendar. <laughs> uh, so how do you guys make sure you can still kind of? put the the races on in a way that fits into the calendar so the ITU athletes are still going to turn up to your races so we're still getting a high pedigree of athletes at your races around the year
2: yeah well I mean communication is is the very short answer so we have uh yeah we have uh, often communicate often with with the guys at the ITU and we're very transparent in terms of our plans where we want to go I mean for the moment we're already talking through the whole well, even months ago, we were talking through the whole of 2021. This is this is the data that we're looking at. This is the venue that we're looking at. So it's it's all about transparency and communication. But on the other hand, i all. I mean, for us, a race series, we, we look we're looking at having 40 athletes, right? 20 male, 20 female, not much more than that. Uh, and ultimately, uh, I I hope we can all and well, this organizations like the PTO, all this all this uh, new support and this new growth in the sport. I hope we can elevate the sport that they're. That more events is better, right? And and that these these clashes and agendas are are yeah are are, are not really an issue. But yeah, for the moment, I think with the, with a the small number of events that we have and with proper communication, it's it's relatively straightforward to manage it.
1: So, well, interesting. Final question I've got really is around prize money. Um, what are we sort of looking at for twenty twenty one if all goes to plan in terms of you know. Whether you've got your total prize pool sorted, and and what are the athletes kind of making at each race in terms of um, prize pools? Uh, uh,
2: yeah, well, basically the prize pool um, remains remains similar to what we had what we had last year. Um, so uh, we have uh, basically we, we 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 pay prize money per event, uh, and then obviously there is a prize mo- there's a prize pool over the series, right? And on the over the series. We're not only we're not only paying paying prize money to the best triathlete, but we're also paying prize money to the best swimmer, biker, and and runner. Right. So mm. uh, that is that is uh, yeah, that's something new that we added to 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 kind of split out the wealth a little bit and and bring in uh, the young guns who who uh, reward the young guns who want to have a crack at the run and then yeah, over time maybe develop to become also over uh, competitors for the overall win. Right. Um, and beyond that what is probably new for 20 uh, 2021 is that we will start with a whole content campaign working with the athletes closure and helping them build uh, leveraging the Super League network leveraging the skill set that we have on 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 creating content and pushing it digitally so we will work with a group of with a smaller group of athletes to really help them and pushing their content out investing in their content uh, and, and yeah, putting putting a bit of money behind that to, to to grow the visibility of the sport as a whole, right? So that's definitely something where we we're spending a bit more money on. So, but prize money plus uh, is remains the same than what we had in 2019. We're adding on a little bit for for the swimmer, biker and the runners, um, and yeah, and we're we're investing uh, a lot more in in the athletes and the content of the athletes. Uh, to elevate the sport and really get yeah, get it make it more mainstream.
0: So you, you know, a few years ago, you're in a totally different career, and then you kind of wake up today and you're in this, you know, kind of passion <laughs> career. I imagine. What have been the highlights for you, and maybe what have been the challenges for you on a personal
2: level? <laughs> uh, well, uh, a <laughs> very interesting question. Uh, well, the highlights, I must say, uh, it's it's a roller coaster ride, right? Uh, especially if you start something this is uh, we really did it in in, in startup mode right uh, mm. we really yeah we, we're we're investing in something but we're, we really are trying to be smart in how we, how we spend our money etc so it's a roller coaster ride of of successes and then and then obviously setbacks um, in the beginning you're always pursuing that venue you're talking to so many venues and trying to get something off the ground we were always looking at, at some uh, revenue so that that's a roller coaster ride of all the venues that you think you will get off the ground you can visualize a great rise and it doesn't happen so that's definitely a roller coaster ride and obviously 2020 has been a massive roller coaster ride because yeah we had this great plan for 2020 now we had to all postpone it um so yeah that's that's been all been very very interesting for me personally I must say the when I started, I was more fit when I started doing uh, working in triathlon than than than, uh, than actually working in triathlon. But yeah, now that's probably the only positive thing that COVID has brought is uh, I spend a lot of time on Zwift again, so I'm getting fit again. So, nice. yeah.
0: Nice.
1: Any other news you've got to share, or, or any other points that we haven't asked you about um, with regards to Super League? Uh,
2: I mean, I don't want—I don't want to spoil anything just yet. <laughs> I think uh, it, it's also tricky to—it's uh, also tricky to do it now. It's still—I think it's still a critical period with 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 what will happen with COVID, right? So it can go so many directions. Uh, but yeah, I think in general, I think we're going in. A, it's a, an interesting trend with 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 the vaccines, and uh, we are geared up and ready to make some very nice announcements around events. Around uh, yeah, giving more insights and in professional athletes their lifestyle, etc., through fantastic content and, and building that out, um, yeah, and, and and we'll hope to be ready to announce all of that in the beginning of 2021. Awesome,
1: go! We love what you're doing. Um, yeah, I personally, love I it. think uh, Super League should be at the Olympics in terms of um, just a bit more <laughs> bit more entertainment value. So keep up the good work,
2: and we we look forward to uh, 2021. <laughs> Fantastic, well, thank you guys.
0: John, your thoughts? What's cool
1: about what they're doing in the Super League and PTO is, and they've both taken a leaf out of each other's book, is investing some more money in the athletes to get them a better profile. Because at the end of the day, they haven't got a bottomless pit of money, well, like sometimes it almost seems like they have, But in terms of paying out prize money, but they're actually investing in the athletes saying, let's get you more profile and let's get you to be able to generate some more income yourself rather than us just paying you more prize money. And they're using their platform and their audience to to do that. And they're doing it to great effect. So I bet a lot of you guys that are are on social media or YouTube or whatever um, are starting to know the, the athletes a lot better. And know their names know what they're up to and they're, they're garnering you know a much bigger following and, and hopefully they can then use their own skills then to go off and get um, better sponsorship deals and and lift their overall earning capacity
0: well i think one thing that's re- really important for Super League because l- let's think about it six years ago we would have been saying where's the innovation in our sport mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's such an exciting moment in our sport right now because you know really from when we started this podcast through to about five or six years ago it was Ironman racing and ITU. Mm. And ITU weren't really doing any innovation. Mm. And Ironman was degrading the pros as time went on, just as, as a participation sport. Um, and then there'd be these moments where people would try stuff, but they were put it half-hearted and it mm-hmm. never really worked. Whereas now the PTO is just changing. I, I, I think it's really exciting. Oh, you know, moving forward. Um, and then Super League. And it's what I find really interesting your kid's a bit of an outlier. Tommy's a bit of an yeah, outlier. Yeah, totally. You know, because how many kids in New Zealand really care for triathlon? Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, when this, the Australian, what do they call it, Uncle Toby's, yep. the, 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 kind of their version of the Super League, I knew about triathlon. Mm. I, didn't, I wasn't like you. I wasn't like Tommy. Mm. But I knew, I knew Hamish Carter. On a Sunday afternoon when it was on, I'd watch it. And I, mm. you know, I remember because remember there was a guy called Bevan. I used to love that. Mm. And he was winning, so I didn't even <laughs> loved it more. But you know what I mean? Like, I was an everyday kid who knew about triathlon because mm-hmm. of it. To me, the, the best chance of inspiring young kids to get into the sport is Super League. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for Tommy, what does he enjoy watching the most?
1: Oh, yeah, it'd be Super League and short-course stuff, for sure. Yeah. But he's in, in the same elk as, as I said, the, the investing in the athletes' um, profiles on social media, um, not that he's allowed on any devices at the moment. Oh, but when, like that, is it? <laughs> but when he is, uh, that's what he's going to watch. And he's sick today, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's a suck thing when you're sick. <laughs> so he is allowed a device today because oh, okay. he's sick. Uh, but that's, they're, again, they're targeting... Those the, yeah. the younger generation coming through. A, they've got the races, but B, then they've got the the social media side of it that is following that up to. But it's exciting
0: racing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when when that Uncle Toby's or whatever it was back in the tui's and Formula all that, One. Formula One. There you go. Formula One. So the Formula One was you you you, you loved watching the sport, didn't you? Mm. You know, and, and you you wanted to know about the pros and stuff, and we've lost that in the last period. So I just. Oh no, I just think we're in such an exciting time in our sport. And if I think Super League, if if, if it can be ten years from now, if it's done well, the sport be a really great place. Yeah, to
1: oh, it's gotta be the Olympic um sport.
0: And we have lots of young athletes coming because, mm. you know, we think about youth pathways mm. It, it is that thing of what they're attracted to they want to do exactly. so we can create something that's more attractive so good stuff John let's do our sponsor
1: you can. do you know
0: UCAN John has a great website that I actually copied from my own website really yeah pretty much for extra mile runners it doesn't look completely the same but when I, when I was looking for websites to kind of design I looked at the heaps of websites and then I we would sponsor us and I went on and I thought now this is good website design
1: so Co. or we'll have the other websites I actually copied on com- com- the, the, the company
0: who did their website right cost way too much <laughs> so, so I was like oh, I'll do it myself
1: so I just want to run through the products I've got because we often talk we do some interviews and you guys have heard how I use it um, but I haven't really gone through the, the full range of products so they've got the the energy powder which is the main energy source that I use and other use, uh, other people use during races so it's quite a different consistency and then you can bottle it up and you can make gels out of it if you want to and use that during races they've also got the energy bars which are good for training, um, Easy to carry, and that's that's one of the, the the challenges when you are going. Say you're going pure drink all the way through the race is just your storage. If you bolster up what you're going to be having on the bike um, with some bars, uh, it's a great way to stay on the sort of the low carb, low sort of um, glucose spikes through the race. So they've got a couple of brands of bars. Then they've got uh, Energy Plus. Re- protein for recovery and one that I didn't actually realise, I'll have to do some research on this, I've actually got an almond butter on there as well oh. which is uh, made from almonds and enhanced with super starch so love a bit of almond butter uh, so I'm going to look into that and then uh, they've got a hydrate which is a no sugar, zero calorie electrolyte replacement, which is really important when you're going um, low carb, is to make sure you do keep uh, your electrolytes up. Uh, then they've got a few bundles. If you do want to check, test things out, um, it's a great way to try the products. It is a different consistency to what you get from a normal sports drink. So if you are thinking, ah, oh, not quite sure, I just want to try it out, uh, look into one of their bundles. And then the one thing I do have is I've got my UCAN... Um, Shaker with a little ball and little metal ball in the middle um, just to make sure it does get shaken up nicely. So that's the range of products. If you want to get uh, the discount codes, we'll talk about those at the end of the show. But wherever you are in the world, we've pretty much got a discount code for you. Now is a fantastic time of the year for Northern Hemisphere athletes to actually. Go, you know what? One of my little projects over winter is to maybe try to tweak up my nutrition plan a little bit, try a few different things, and see what you can stomach, what works well, and then when you come into next season, and you know, hopefully we're going to have a next season, then you're uh, you're good to go, and you go right. I've got my UCan sorted, or I'm going to use a combination of products. So, check it out. Uh, we'll have the promo codes later on the show.
0: I think one of the most important things about the UK, your know, sponsorship of our show, is that the feedback we get from the listeners, oh, from you guys, yeah. is, is absolutely phenomenal. And, and um, especially for people who have problems in the past, we've just you know since they've come on board and sponsored the show, obviously lots of you guys have given it a go, and just the, it's, it seems to be all positive, you know, and it's mm. really great. And ultimately what we want as an athlete is better performance and so you know, can seems to be helping a lot of people so if you are someone who struggle or just looking for a different way of doing things to get you cam uh game will send different links and different promo codes at the end of the show you com is the main one but uh jumbo winger of the week okay i'm gonna say domination here we nine is the number but what are you saying
1: uh, Eddie Hurst was overall uh, winner of the week uh, by quite some margin. He had 42 hours and 9 minutes, 39 hours and 53 minutes of cycling and 2 hours and 15 minutes of running. So I'm picking Eddie's gone somewhere and done a little bit of a bike tour or...
0: Here's uh, a question, John, which we, should, we probably should have done, although we wouldn't have done be it. Fine.
1: Sorry, Eddie, but you're in the UK and you've got a private uh, one here, so I can't tell what you've done there. Anyway, so sorry, Eddie, but if that's the right, impressive.
0: I wonder what the biggest week ever is on our week has been.
1: I'd say the epic camp weeks are probably right up there. A few yeah. weeks from a few weeks ago, they were what were they about
0: 50, 50 something hours. What's your biggest every week? Mine was sixty three. Oh, I don't know, but that was
1: yeah, this is the, the, the difference here is these are training minutes, whereas you're sixty three. Not disputing it, it's bloody impressive. But Back that, it up. That would, did that include stopping your watch every time you came to a standstill? I doubt it. Yeah, no, I definitely did. Definitely did, <laughs> yeah.
0: whatever. I 100% guarantee it, John. Yeah. Would I lie to you? Mm. Uh, I don't think we would have tacked on the, the 20 minutes we sat on the side road.
1: It, it, yeah, it, it's amazing. Like on Epic Camps and stuff, it's amazing when you look at your moving time. Yeah. Compared but moving to time actually, can
0: be also stopped because you're going downhill.
1: No, you're still oh, you still moving. Oh, you still yeah. Okay, so yeah. when you're standing at an aid station for, you, th- you might think you're not there for that long, but you no, actually you're, end up. Because the aid station is pretty minutes. decent.
0: On it. I'm pretty sure I would have taken that off. Okay, I think. Okay, I think because Mike, Mike McGonomery,
1: the good man that he is, uh, he did five million hours. Yeah, he would have claimed that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> deeper meaning there team. Deeper <laughs> meaning. Number nine is Helen Bradford from New Zealand, from well, Wellington.
1: We'll go with Helen, because I know Helen, because she did come on Epic Camp. I've got number nine as Michael Young, but let's go. He only biked, so let's oh, do Helen. Okay. Although Helen only just about ran. What, what Have you fallen out in love with your bike, Helen? She's she, she, enough 16 after Epic hours Camp. and 41 minutes of running, 3 hours and 4 minutes of cycling, and uh, she didn't ride a bike because she's still probably sick of it from... Well, uh, if you look
0: at her graph, John... November. <laughs> November is a country mile, probably three times as big as... You know, probably three times as big as most months yeah. and twice as, way more than twice as big as any other month.
1: That's because uh, that'll, that'll encompass the last week of uh, Epic Camps. So, Helen Bradford from... Now, wait a second. Is Helen Bradford
0: an amazing runner? Um, because her times, either she's using a watch wrong, but they're consistently good across the board. So, she can run a 253. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> she ran a, a 1345, that's supposed to be mile, 5K, 1240, 26, no. 12, 19, <laughs> 10K, and then a 58. She's a world record holder and a half. Yeah. She's a legend, this Helen. Yeah.
1: So Helen's, uh, she's actually Brit from uh and she's from Wellington and she came to the Epic Camp
0: and cranked it. There you go. Helen, she looks happy. She's got a smile. I like it. I like it, Helen. You are this week's winger of the week. Questions good and answers. answers. Good old Robin Gorey for virtual triathlon. He's just saying, I love the podcast. Listen every week. Harbour and Hills Half has been cancelled due to COVID concerns. However,
1: so, so it's up in uh, Napier in New Zealand, and they didn't, just didn't want to take the risk of potentially running an event. Um, yep. So they've canned it.
0: However, the really, really good news is that the in conjunction with the Na- Napier port, Tri-HB will be hosting... The Napier Port, Tri- Har- Napier Port Harbour to Hills virtual event on the 11th, 12th and 13th of September 2020. Yes, another event for 2020. All registration details on the link which I'll put in the show notes. Cost is just $25 for adults, disciplines, uh, same as for, for all disciplines and uh, $10 for kids to so 30th of November and then it's going to increase a little bit after that. All New Zealand finishers will receive a stunning Harbour to Hills medal and a Harbour to Hills drink bottle. And entry fee includes postage with this. You're going to draw to win some great spot draw prizes.
1: Now, not that I want to shit on this event. Oh, um, we'll it up. <laughs> so, if you want to do a virtual event, great. That's why I wanted to include this. Go and do it. But if you're in New Zealand and you want to do a half, I've got the Oxman uh, half distance and also mini distances and juniors on that same weekend. But not everybody's going to come to Christchurch. So, if yep. you want to do a virtual event, uh, check
0: it out. And you don't have to be in New Zealand to do the event either. So, no. check it out. Uh, Jombo. Patrons
1: Yeah we've got Patrick Walkington Who's nominated This week's age group I actually like What you've done here John Yeah and he's nominated One or two Fairly recently And so I was thinking The nominator Dominator
0: I love it I think it's absolute gold
1: But then I thought Maybe we'll just shorten that To the dominator no, I like the Nominator Dominator. Nominator Dominator. It,
0: it spins off the mouth really well. Now, Patrick's also a, a coach. Yes. Uh, performance uh, TryCoaching.com. He's obviously a pretty supportive coach because he's sent through quite a few age groupers from his crew to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to check out some coaching and do that as well. But what, what are we going with? Patrick, the Nominator Dominator. The Nominator Dominator. So there you go. That's a good one.
1: And guys, Patrick's been great sending through a little bit of content for Age Groupers of the Week. If you've had any... Um, yeah, friends, colleagues, athletes you coach have done uh, something amazing during this year or even in the last sort of 15 months with impressive performances somewhere um, flick them on through it's always nice to have a little bit of different content especially when there's a little twist like going out and doing a iron distance all by yourself or something a little bit crazy or coming back from some sort of adversity so flick that through along with any other content if you find any cool websites and just flick them through it's nice to to share the love
0: well one thing about the Nominee Dominator That's a mm. good name. I like it <laughs> a lot uh, he's actually a part of the UK Anti-Doping Advisor. Nice. Mm, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? So I wonder what that actually means, of mm. like being an advisor, you know, like, yeah, certain things. He's got, like, a degree in sports science and coaching, so he's obviously pretty high level. But, but more importantly, he's really good at supporting his people. So love your work, Patrick, the Nominator Dominator.
1: A couple of other patrons, Scott, the Shark Man Gil.
0: Uh, you go, John, because I've gone down.
1: Tynan the Barbarian Narawatsky.
0: And we've got Marion Hearing, the creaming the moose. I don't know what we were doing. Yeah, I know Marion's
1: um, <laughs> nickname is Moose. I don't know why we added creaming the moose, Ma- Marion Hearing.
0: Well, let's not even go there. Uh John <laughs> to our sponsors. You can. So if you want to use the discount code, I am Talk will continue to be the code for the current episodes. So when you go to, to check out, use I am talk. Uh, all parties that have we offered last year have agreed to move forward. So they have 15% off in most of them and 10% off in the UK. The sites are in the US, you go to generationucan.com. In the U I'm oh, sorry, in Canada, you go smartperformancenutrition.ca. nutrition.ca, Australia, that's with an AUS. Uh, generationucan.com.au. New Zealand is superstarch.co.nz, and then UK, which is a 10% discount, is generation UCAN dot code uk and again the discount code is im talk
1: we've got the legends brand so uh, go to legendsbrand.com slash imt use the promo code imt20 for 20 percent off uh check it out yeah make sure you just go
0: there and check out the clothes guys because they're really nice um if you want to get some shows emailed to you go to imtalk.me down the front of the top front page put your information in also that's where you become a patron go through the process get some gifting support the boys that's so what it's all about. Uh, for some coaching, coachjohnnewson.com. Uh, for my podcast, I did a good podcast yesterday, actually, on a really interesting subject, so you can check that out. At it was us. so com. interesting, you can't remember. Oh, it'll take a while to subscribe. <laughs> but it's basically... Using focusing on your motivation of today. Oh, it's a long story, but maybe I'll talk about it on the show one stage. Uh Edge Group of the Week, cool websites, other feedback, go to you can do that from our website or you can even John's doing something with his phone. That's right, I'll explain in a moment. Um you can do that on our website or you can just email iontalkpocus at gmail.com. John, your goss.
1: So I went to the races at the weekend, Bevan. And that's why I was getting my phone because okay. I knew you're gonna ask. Okay, how here I we go, here we go, here we go. So the strategy So was it three twelve? Three and twelve all day long. Yep.
0: Fe- wait, wait wait, wait, how much money were we willing to put on the game? Two dollars each way. So how many races? Twelve. So about twenty-four bucks. No, tw- no. forty-eight bucks. Yeah, okay. but in some races it
1: wasn't a twelve or a three, or they got scratched or whatever. Okay, so you so go with about, let's say forty-eight. Well, so I put a hundred dollars on my. T- I got the app and put a hundred dollars on the. Yeah, it makes the it account. so much easier, doesn't it? It is. It's but it's not the best app, but it makes it does make it easier. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to preload everything before I even go to the races. Don't even think about it. We didn't make the first two races. So, <laughs> but you but
0: you knew that you could see. You gambled?
1: Yeah, I gambled yeah, uh, yeah. because it's part of the day. And so Felicity, our daughter, is going, why are you guys getting all dressed up? Why do people get dressed up to go to the races? And I said, well, yeah, it's just something yeah, to do. Poncey day. Poncy, yeah, it's Poncey day, and you go out there and you have yeah. fun. And then I we, bought a suit
0: for the races last year, Joe. I guess how many times I've worn it since.
1: None. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, so And so she, we're getting all dressed up, and the first race is coming up. We haven't even left home yet. She so it I, up? I pull it up on the computer, and we're sitting upstairs watching on the computer, and Felicity goes... I thought you were actually going somewhere to watch the races. <laughs> she, thought we, <laughs> she thought we were getting dressed up. Didn't we? we did end up getting there. We missed the first two races. But wait a
0: second. So did you put $2 each way on each horse in each race? Yes. So you're putting $8 on a race? Yes. Okay. So potentially,
1: so eight roughly so about like, 100 bucks. Roughly 100 bucks. It wasn't. It didn't end up quite being that much. Uh, first race, nothing. No. Uh. Second race, we're on the Uber on the way there. Thinking, nothing. Okay. Third race, nothing. I'm well, just it's because like, it's not a strategy, it's a guess. This is not going well. And it continued to be pretty shizer. Uh, got maybe a couple of placings. When when you get a placing, you really, you're hardly even making your money <laughs> uh-huh. back. And then uh, I think in the main race, I think I got two placings just missed out on the win. And that would have been... Oh, wait a second. So
0: there's no glory ending to this story?
1: Well... I'll get to how much I've got left in my tier okay account. so yeah 100
0: bucks from the beginning of the day yeah,
1: and so we carry on I think the main race I got second and third but they weren't paying that much if, if I'd got the win there I would have been sweet I would have been up for the day yep. ended up my total at the end of the day was $63.20 so you lost so, 37 so that's not a bad for a day of entertainment that well, was i
0: I gave a, I gave a tip on the show last week didn't I Yes, you did, but I don't think I followed it, actually. Well, you're, you're an idiot, John. Yeah. You're an idiot. Really? You're a bloody idiot, John Newsom. So every year, I pull out some random number out my butt. I even put it on my phone. I think what, I forgot. Yeah? What, what was it? Have a look on your phone. I think
1: I did. I put it somewhere. Have a
0: look on your phone, because you're an idiot for not listening to my advice. So what happened was, the, the tip was, have you no, got it? I haven't got it, actually. The tip was, race five, horse eight. Yeah. So I, I, I know, I've been talking it up all week and every year I do this and it's total crap. So I put $2 each way on it. Yeah. So I put $4 down. Um. Start the race. The race is dead last year. The horses, how many horses in race? About 20 or
1: 30. Uh, it varies from there was quite 10, a few. There was, 10 to 20.
0: There was probably 20. It was quite a lot in this race. Yeah. So the, the race to start and Joe and I stopped work. We we're just watching on the TAB app. Start the race. The horse is dead last year on. And yeah. like, <laughs> Dead last and it, like the, Right through the pack And not even like looking like it's going to come up Like dead yeah. last 500 metres to go, still dead last yeah. And Joe and I, we're just cracking out laughing Because we just think it's funny Then it starts kind of moving up the field yeah. And you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm doing alright here And you're thinking, maybe it can get, like, get a place Run up the field, run up the field But it starts to get boxed in as a hard bugger, isn't it? Somehow it gets out of the box Comes up, wins the bloody race Oh no Paid $9.50 For the win. Oh, wow. I won about, I think I won 27. Yeah. But some guy at the gym, some girl at the gym put 100 bucks on it. Wow. And won 950 bucks. Wow. Yeah. So team, when I give you the tip next year. I'm gutted about that. Yeah, you should have put the money on it, John. Yeah. And another girl at the gym put five bucks on for the win. She won 45. Another guy put like 20 or 30 bucks on. He won like 250 bucks or something like that. So it was... You should listen. My strategy is way better than your strategy. I think I might try
1: some different numbers next year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was it a big day? It was pretty solid Pretty messy by the end of it uh we didn't get too bad actually we sort of paced our way through but do you go out afterwards no we've got yeah. children to come home to yeah so no it's a long day when we get, you get there at 12 and you're leaving at sort of six thirty, you know you'd be on your feet and it was a hot day it was, it was It was.
0: too hot day was it yeah
1: so it was good um no all in all good day so that was my weekend bevan and we went out and did a bit of reconnaissance for the oxman course uh the weekend so that was great uh, other than that, not too much happened. Oh, no, there was one other thing. Friday was a day off uh, here, so we had a public holiday. It's oh, our also, sort of yeah. anniversary weekend. It's yep. so what do I do on an anniversary weekend. You worked. I drove down to Timura and bought myself a new mountain bike. Oh. Came back and uh, it was is rocking. Was that the one rocking. you had hashtagged on? Yes, it yeah. was. <laughs> you went so out with Tommy. I did, and uh, so it's full suspension carbon bike. Um, not top, top line or anything like that, but it's uh, carbon full suspension. First time I've had a full suspension bike. Makes quite a big difference. Oh, really? I'm gonna be, I bought myself quite a bit of time for this uh, mountain bike race I'm going to do. Did a ride with Tom on Saturday and uh, yeah. Do a you lot lose much on the I did not appear to do so. I think in the old days with the shittier ones, yes, you did. You bounced the crap out of it, but you can lock them out. Okay, okay. You you can't lock it out 100%, but you can lock it out pretty well. Um, So the climbing was good. Did a little loop around this track and uh, said a new PB on there for not going too crazy fast. And I'm going to go out after this and have a ride this afternoon. Oh, you got it here now? Uh, No, I haven't. Oh, I don't even get to see it. I was going to, but then I had to go go home and look after a child. Who's grounded a bit sick. Not grounded, they just lost technology. Yeah, but that's grounding a kid nowadays, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst that you can take away from a kid nowadays. He tried to tell you, he went to a mate's place after training yeah, the other all, day, yeah, yeah. and everyone's got Xboxes except for our kids. Oh, okay, uh, and he had Tour de France Xbox. What do you well, mean? Tour de France game on Xbox. How, does it,
0: how do you play a recycling game?
1: Um, well, you've got it, and he loves all the strategy and stuff, so yeah. you know, you've got to be. Got, is I it get, like you're
0: a team director or something is it but like one of those soccer manager games um no, i think you've only
1: I, th- I didn't watch too much i think you've just got one rider and but then you've got to you've got to choose how to efficiently use your energy so if you try to do an attack then your energy is going to go down and you'll be screwed for the next day um and things like that so i didn't really watch it but now he wants to go and buy that but it did look pretty cool he wants and i wasn't costs. going to tell him that um you <laughs> can't. it did look pretty cool the problem
2: is,
0: well, you know, there's actually a study out, came out recently he was, he was saying that g- gaming is good for people.
1: He was trying to tell me it was educational. I said, that's a bit
0: of a stretch, Tom. Okay. Bit uh, of a stretch. Tour de France, Xbox game I'm on YouTube, channel. I'm going to have a look at it. I, I,
1: I presume it was an Xbox. I don't know these things. Bevan, what is this Xbox and this Wi-Fi isn't there? And, and then what's the other brand? How do you
0: play it, I wonder?
1: I don't think it's the most riveting no, one, no. but it's more of a str- strategy.
0: Yeah, it might be one of those ones. Well, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Would you, hmm. would you have it? Um, that's about it for me, Bevan. Well, uh, you know what I did in the weekend, John? No, tell me. Well, other than I've been this, winning money on the races. my wins. Um, I'm actually quite happy about it. Because me and my mate, well, this one thing me and my friends have done last year, and it's bloody funny that we did it this year, and maybe you should do it with your friends, is we, I, I made up a game called the prediction game. Mm. So around Christmas, New Year's, we all got together for dinner. We well, just a couple of groups of friends. And there was like 20 questions I made up. Like, mm. who's going to win the Super Rugby? Is the stock market going to be up or down? Um, how many times are you going to have sex this year? Because <laughs> it was just, kind of just really random questions, and, and yeah, just give you answers. Now, this is the first year we did it, so we're going to get together soon and do who won. Now, this year is obviously an interesting year because COVID happened. Um, but one of them was who's going to have the most, who's going to do the best in the TAB account? Mm-hmm. And me and my mate Mark were pretty close to each other, but I my win. So ah. Have you been logging the amount of times you've been having sex? No. Turns out that question wasn't such
1: a question. <laughs> 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 Turns out uh, the guild didn't like that question so much. Rub that in someone's face. Chuck you down. Marky mark, <laughs> spark had, or whatever. Because you had to protect it You had me these times. You'll be loading it. Oh, shit, the result's coming out this week, babe. We're... Uh Three times a day. <laughs> when I asked
0: the question, all the boys were down on <laughs> their heads, <laughs> and the girls were not answering the question. So I don't know if the question will be in next year's question of the game. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, That wasn't a good question. So uh, yeah, but the production <laughs> game. So the TFB helped me there. No, I went for my first beach swim. All right. Yeah, caught some waves. Oh, you've. Uh, we, there hasn't been a particularly long show today, so <laughs> John
1: swim set today. <laughs> oh, <pick up. laughs> Sorry to interrupt your story, f- So first swim of the day in the uh, outdoor pool today uh, yep. this morning. So yep. Waltham, thirty-three meter and a third outdoor first problem of the day. Thirty-three and a meter. Thirty-three and a third. So mm. you know every. Do you like um, that? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Uh, and it's also a really really slow pull Why? Um, what makes it slow pull? Uh, it's got a bit of a jet coming one way So you've, oh, you're okay. battling against the current <laughs> to get to the end And it's, not, it's lovely swimming outdoors And I do like it And it's got greater sharp uh, lane ropes So if you hit your hand on the lane ropes oh, uh, it's, it's all over, your hand's no, coming it. off uh, But I couldn't use my goggles Because I've only got a 25 and a 50 oh, metre option oh, no. So I like, guys, what am I going to do here? Got to bust out the watch again uh, anyway so the swim set today what we do 400 meter warm-up uh, th- no no 200 meters where it was sort of an IM you go butterfly backstroke breaststroke just no freestyle because it's six lengths yeah and then we did six times 200 Descend one to three four to six so that's getting progressively faster from one to three four to six and then we did 200 meters easy just doing one length kick one length drill one length freestyle And then we finished off with six times 133 and a third meters, which is four lengths hard with uh, about 10 seconds rest. And then a 600 progressive warm down where you start at a sort of steady to moderate pace and sort of ease off every 100. So that's John's swim set. Carry on, Bevan.
0: That really lifted the game. That lifted
1: the game. (laughs) (laughs) Counting the number of times
0: you have sex versus John's (laughs) swim set. Uh, But I caught some waves. Good. Oh, I love catching a wave. Mm. It's one of life's greatest feelings, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Catch yep. some waves And then What's the rugby Let's not talk about the rugby I'm worried about the All Blacks John I'm worried I, Well I'm worried about The game in New Zealand Just
1: because I don't think That many people Give a shit anymore
0: Well no I don't know If that's true Because COVID Look at the crowds mm. You know the crowds came back Maybe I'm just a bit But, but I it. think more The problem is We've lost some great players So we don't actually Have a great team mm. And the world's figured us out Yeah and so we need to change some of our game plans. So that wasn't good. Uh, and then John went to the gardens on the weekend, Walking in the gardens. Nice. Romantic time with my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, helped to pick up some numbers of my life. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, right, let's wrap it up, John. I'm Russ. I'm to Train hard. Train smart. Kia Care car. Car.